You're listening to Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince. Every two weeks, they give their thoughts on movies, TV, and anime. If you ever fell down the stairs in front of me, I'd probably bust a gut laughing. <laughs> Excuse me while I take a sip of water. <laughs> Jesus. All right. You better be having more than water. I, I, did you see the size of my glass? Yes. I'm trying because I was on my freaking painkillers all day so far. And I should still be on them, but too bad. You're still on a form of painkiller. It'll have to do. Ha ha. Another use for a lint-free cloth. No kaklinksy. No lint-free. <laughs> lint-free. See how beautiful that works? I think sometimes. I has thoughts on different things. All right. We're just going to actually dive right in, right in. Screw the intro. Who needs an intro for this? I don't need an intro. You tolerate an intro. <laughs> so why bother this week? You know what is funny is uh, I was thinking like all week. I was thinking like, what am I going to name this episode? Is it going to be the Godzilla episode? <laughs> is it, <laughs> it going to be the Godzilla Vince episode? Well, when I said I had a list, it's just Godzilla 14 times. <laughs> yeah, really? Okay. We're going to get into Godzilla later. I kind of grouped together the movies based on kind of what type of movie it is. And we're certainly not going to discuss all of the ones that are coming out. These are some of the ones that are either kind of in the spotlight right now or that are worth talking about or that actually interest us. And as is, you know, appropriate seeing as we do the comic book podcast, I figured we'd start with the superhero movies. So this is actually a fairly big year. For superhero movies, there's a whack load of different ones. And so... As long as you only like Marvel. Well, there is that. (laughs) Well, not entirely true. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out. We're not talking about that. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. It's on my list. This is most anticipated. No, that's not what this is about. No, 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 no. This is about... This is, well, that's what it kind of started off as. But like I said, I'm just shoving a whole bunch of stuff in here so that we can kind of discuss it all, good or bad. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the alien ones, they're not aliens, but aliens prompted it, are a reality. It's going to be done. 
And Megan Fox it's, is going to be is in it. done. It's not gonna so be. yeah, it's it's coming out this year. So I was looking at uh, well, quite obviously we've got X Men: Days of Future Past, which is a big one, and then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, even bigger. We've got the second Captain America: The Winter Soldier. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sin City: A Dame to Kill for, The Amazing Spider-Man Two, and actually Big Hero Six. Did you actually hear about this? Yeah, I, when it was first announced, I was like, that's different but okay it's based on a mini series from marvel yeah so i thought i gotta find this now <laughs> this, this is one of those projects that when you first heard about the disney marvel merger you're like this I, it, from the day it was announced i heard like rumors about big hero 6 as a disney animated film i'm like that could be awesome yeah. they're having to cut out certain people that were in the mini series because of licensing things like with the x-men and whatnot apparently the x-men were in it. did you ever read the series I didn't read the actual series. I think I read like a little one shot, like tie in or something with it like years ago, though. Man, I, we're going to have to do this on the show just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I can say that on this podcast. <laughs> I ain't even know that That's shit. Funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like, do I want to have to reach for the duck thing when I'm editing or not? And well, I don't have to worry about that this episode. So anyways, um, those are the, some of the big ones. There's also Birdman, which is actually not a superhero movie per They're making se, a Birdman movie? But there is a Birdman movie with Michael Keaton, but it's kind of like a comedy. And, uh, <laughs> How yeah. did I not know about this? Yeah, it's uh, – it's, hold on. I'm going to pull it up here. There's going to be some clicking that you're going to hear during this episode. Suck it up. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, – they're bringing back Michael Keaton to be in this role. Um, Emma Stone's going to be in it. Um, who else is going to be in it? Naomi Watts. But okay, not. so it's not the actual hero Birdman. I, he's kind of dressed like the Birdman. Well, <laughs> I don't think I, I it's just pulled it up on IMDb Birdman. The, the synopsis yeah. is Mike, I guess, my washed Keaton up actor plays, yeah, as a former yeah. actor who used to play Birdman. Yeah. That's even more hilarious. Yeah. I'm all for that. So this looks like it could be really freaking good. And to see Michael Keaton in something like this, yeah. I really want to see this. Ed Norton's going to be in it as well. So, so I wonder if it's just some hero they calling Birdman or if it's the actual Birdman. I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't know. But it's awesome. Let's be honest. Okay, so of the ones that I was talking about, I'm assuming, and it's not much of an assumption, that Guardians is the one that you care the most of about. Well, at the moment, I'm super hyped for Captain America just because that first trailer we saw was very, very cool. And Guardians at this point is still goodwill and conjecture because we haven't actually seen very much of the film. But yeah, those are some of my favorite comic characters. So I I have very high hopes for that. Yeah. See, it's funny because when I think about the X-Men one, (laughs) like – for some reason, and it's quite possibly because of how much love I have for the comic book, not always now, <laughs> but I can remember that was more the frequently now series. than in previous years. Yeah, there's that. Um, but it is the comic book that I remember reading when I was young and really, truly loving. So when for the movies, I, I'm I'm really willing to let go a lot of. Bad script ideas, bad things and all that. I mean, 
three tested that to the limit and I broke and said, <laughs> screw it. Okay, you blew with that one. But I mean, you know what? I still really liked one and two and those were the Brian Singer ones. Mm-hmm. And I really dug them. I, I enjoyed them. Even the stuff that, you know, didn't really fit in or that, you know, was strained. I still enjoyed it. Now, the last one. <laughs> You're I, like me. We have such mixed feelings. Yeah, it's cause it was one of those things where, you know, I would watch it again and I would enjoy it, but I would still be ticked off at the few parts that are like, ah, that is so wrong <laughs> or that's just stupid, but I'd still enjoy the rest of it kind of thing. And, and I mean, Frasier is the beast. Come on. How can you go wrong? <laughs> I keep waiting for him to say, I'm listening. <laughs> but, but so now looking at this, at Days of Future Past and knowing the pedigree of that miniseries, not miniseries, but story arc, I should say. I really want it to work. And I, we already know based on some of what we've seen that, that there's going to be some liberties taken and some of it quite obviously won't work. I'm, I don't know how much I'm willing to kind of let go with this one. But man, I want this to succeed in such a big way. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, from what we've seen, yeah, the the core storyline they're doing with Wolverine and Xavier and that trailer. I mean, just Patrick Stewart can sell me on pretty much anything. <laughs> and in that trailer, the Patrick Stewart voiceover really got me interested in what they could do. It's just that concern of how focused is the film going to be with its ludicrously yeah. gigantic cast. Well, see, that's the thing, too. So it's the it's you have to look at it differently than the comic book then same way that you would look at a movie differently than the novel. That's the same thing that is based on because they have to handle the characters differently and the amount of characters that are used. But the the thing is, is that being so used to the comic book for X-Men, it's a lot easier to not be daunted by the sheer amount of characters are slopping in this because we're used to with X-Men. X-Men series is always full of people. I don't think it would be an X-Men series if it wasn't wall-to-wall mutants kind of thing. So that doesn't really bother me as much. It's it's if they spend too much time going down separate paths for each. Mm-hmm. If everybody's got their own little story, that's when we're going to have problems. But if it's just a whole bunch of characters that are window dressings for the same element of the story i'm very much all right with that i and i'm thinking that's the direction they're taking because they just announced well not announced but it came out uh, a couple weeks ago that uh anna paquin who played rogue in the first three yeah her one scene in days of future past was actually cut out of the theatrical release oh really mm-hmm. so it, it, it's looking at this point like at least some of the cast members aren't going to be central to the story they may just be you know those cameo characters which would work a lot better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, again, it's not a an X-Men story unless as the main characters that are driving the story are walking down the halls of Xavier Mansion that there's, you know, mutants that you recognize walking around talking, talking to some of the kids there and stuff like that, you know. So if they were only given, you know, a few thousand bucks just to, here, we're going to put you in makeup and walk down this hall, then it lends a certain air of authenticity to the ip in that regard i'm very much all right with it as i was i think it was the second movie where colossus was in there for like 
20 Not seconds. He armored yeah. up, stopped some bullets. Everybody's like, oh my God, that was awesome. But that was, that was all he did yeah. in that movie. And it was, it was enough to make it feel right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my point exactly. And it's that, it's the nod to the comic book people who recognize, oh, that's Colossus. As opposed to everybody else who will just think, oh, that's just a mutant who turns into a metal guy. So it's, again, that nod is important. So I, I'm, I'm all right with the big cast. So it's, it's funny because when I think of that and Amazing Spider-Man 2, although much more X-Men, it's, it's that sense of excitement for the IP that you don't get for a lot of movies, you know? And then a large part of that is because we're comic book nerds as well. So, and Amazing Spider-Man 2, even though I had some serious problems with the first one, with the reboot, with the cool dude who's suddenly Peter Parker... And everything else, and everything that we know about two and whatnot, I'm still kind of looking forward to seeing it because it's a Spider-Man story. So I'm still excited. So it's going to have to be like really incredibly bad for me to completely disregard it. So I am so watch excited. Me. <laughs> watch me completely disregard it. You're going to watch it. You know you will. Oh, I will watch it. Sure. Just so I know what I can complain about. Yeah. And there was a lot to complain about with the reboot. We've already, yeah, we've talked about that on, on did we even cover that on CBI? I can at, at we, points, a little bit. I don't think we there. ever, because yeah. we watched it at separate times, yeah. so we never went deep into it. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's problems. Big, big friggin' problems. But at this point, too, I am much more willing, and I think it's probably because it's the second one, so I've had enough time from the first one now. I'm much more willing to just kind of let go a lot of that and just kind of roll with, okay, this is our Peter. And a large part of that may be because of what's going don't on you in Spider-Man right now. What, what was I going to say? You are not comparing that disaster of a character. I'm not to comparing it. Spider. I'm comparing the way that I'm dealing with it. There's a big difference. Uh, and what Slot is doing with Spider-Man right now with the change to Peter Parker, I, I'm not going to go into details for the people who aren't comic book fans, but that prepped me, as well as all of us, to accept a different Peter Parker. Well, we accept it. Some people don't accept it. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So now with this, I'm, I'm ready to accept, okay, this is the vision that this director has for this Peter Parker. I don't agree with it, but you know what? Fine. I'll I'll roll with it. I mean, Webb's only going to direct. But <laughs> I, even taking Peter out of the equation, it still wasn't a good movie. No, no, I, and I'm not going to disagree with you on that. And I, again, I don't know what the plan is for this. There's other things, of course, too. All the stuff with Osborne and everybody coming from Osborne. Um, although that's kind of also a Ultimate Spider-Man thing, mm -hmm. where it's not all Osborne, but it's Osborne and that other company. Damn it, I can't remember the name. Roxanne? Yes. So, I mean, that's... Uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. Will I be disappointed? It's a pretty good chance. <laughs> I'd, well, you're going to actually have to try really hard to disappoint me. <laughs> if you set the bar low, low enough. Low enough, yeah. <laughs> so, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. I know that you're, like, super jazzed, but as we've made apparent often on Comic Book and Farber... I'm not that much into the galaxy stuff as opposed to you. So, and and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it again. Rocket Raccoon is the dumbest freaking character ever. Well, almost ever in the Marvel IP. Marvel Universe, I should say. 
And so the fact that they're putting this raccoon, intergalactic raccoon, oh my God. <laughs> you know, we're going to have the same discussion a year from now and it's going to be hilarious. I know. I know. I just think it's the dumbest freaking thing ever. And uh, that will not change. So, okay, let's move away from the superhero movies now, unless there is one that you want to talk about, something else. No, I believe that about covers that uh, okay. aspect. Let's tackle now the blockbuster action movies that are going to be coming out. So some of them, I'm not talking about all of them, and not just action, but, you know, the blockbuster films. So we're looking at the next Transformer as well, Transformers Age of Extinction, the new Jack Ryan movie, Shadow Recruit, Jupiter Ascending, RoboCop. We get the next 300, Rise of an Empire, Godzilla, which just hold your horses, you can talk about in a minute, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and The Hobbit 3. There and back again, which is towards the very tail end of the year. Now, again, there's bound to be some more, and if you think of any more, I'll obviously throw it in there. But I just grabbed the ones that are likely to be the biggest money makers in this year. So how about we start with the obvious one, Godzilla? Go, please stop talking around 8 o'clock. <laughs> so as anybody who follows me on Twitter or has listened to pretty much any show we've done, I am a huge, huge Godzilla fan. Like that's that was my like we talk, talked about when we did the Pacific Rim episode. That's what I watched on Saturdays after Saturday morning cartoons, Godzilla, and that was just a big part of my childhood. And it stuck with me over the years, and I can appreciate it for different reasons now that I'm older. I remember when the Roland Emmerich Godzilla came out in 1998, and how pissed off I was <laughs> at that disaster of a movie. <laughs> So I, I still have some major concerns over this newer version. Everything you hear gives you the feeling that the people behind it really understand what a Godzilla movie is supposed to be. Uh, at at Comic-Con in 2011, I think it was, uh, Gareth Edwards, the director, was at uh, a panel. This is the same panel that they revealed uh, the first – Pacific Rim trailer at and while because it's Comic-Con you can't find any of the stuff available online the general consensus from the press that was there was that Gareth Edwards gets what makes Godzilla so impressive and so interesting that being said I'm not sure Gareth Edwards is a good enough director to get that vision to the screen this is his only his second feature film and the first one was Monsters which was like he made that movie for like ten bucks and a Big Mac, <laughs> and you know, the, while the budget itself is not uh, an issue per se, you can make a great movie on no budget. It was a bad movie. Like the creature designs were laughable, the effects were terrible. But given the budget, I can get around Believe that. It, yeah. But the story was dumb. The writing was bad. The actors were terrible. So I, that is my biggest concern is, is Gareth Edwards, he might be the right guy, but I don't know if he's the right talent for this movie. I don't think he's the right guy for this. I'm, you know what? It's funny because I'm all for um, giving a break to someone. Let them prove what they can do. Yeah, and look then, at Blomkamp. What yeah, was his exactly. first movie? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but also Blomkamp kind of proved himself with the short films mm-hmm. this guy's got i mean were they commercials or were they 
TV episodes he that he was, did. They were TV. He did the actual effects exactly. of the TV episodes. So to give him something like this with so little experience, I, 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 he might come out and nail this and do a phenomenal job. But I don't think they chose the right director. I think that there's a lot of other directors that know what they're doing that really could have done a much better well i shouldn't say done a much better job we don't know yet but you know what i mean yeah i say he has all the passion in the world for this project but sometimes you need more than passion you need experience yeah so and he ain't got it so that's all you got i we we don't know know anything we we got one 30 second trailer and that's about it so I was it's blinking really, at I, least half of this episode on you. Of a big screen Godzilla film and come hell or high water, bad movie or no, I'm probably going to be there opening night. But I I can't dismiss my uh, misgivings about it, though. And there's also the cast, too, that they've assembled. We're not talking about big names here. So, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. They They might do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, part of what I felt also held back Pacific Rim was casting choices. And that might very well be what we get here as well. Yeah, but it's got Brian Cranston in it, so it can't be bad. It's got Juliette Binoche, and I like her a lot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I'm glad you pronounced her name instead of me. I can do that. Um, Let's talk about some Transformers. Age of Extinction. Bay is talking about what he wants I'll, to do I'll with this. I'll tell you right now, plain and simple. You'd have to try really hard to fuck up robot dinosaurs. But three did. But if anybody can do it, <laughs> it's Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah, see, I I loved the first one. It was fun. Completely brainless. It was before What's-His-Name went crazy. <laughs> And decided to retire. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was fun. Second one, not so much. Third one was like, oh, my God. But yeah, Same way. Like, I, I have a fond nostalgia for the first one just because, you know, again, fun as much as I love Godzilla, I love Transformers just yeah. as much. And, like, yeah, it, it wasn't good, but it was fun. It was fun. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it was I'm, – I'm not the one who's crazy about mechs like you are, and it was – Really a ton of fun. So that's still there for me, thinking he can do that again. Something that'll just be fun. You don't need your brain. Obviously, it's got Wahlberg in it. You do not need your brain. <laughs> Can't be any worse than LaBeouf. So, oh. Hey, she was good in the first one. He was. He was himself, which was fine to the show. True. So it, it fit. So at least he wasn't, you know filming himself have his sex so again it's one of those that i'm i'm looking forward to it just to see if it's going to be fun it's definitely for me going to be even though that it's a big screen movie screw that i'm going to watch it on my big screen i ain't paying a lot of money to watch this i'll rent it and that'll be that but i am looking forward to watching it so um jack ryan you are into these spy thriller stories as well are you looking forward to this not entirely, and because a lot of, of it has Pine? to do with the Christopher Pine. Yeah. I, 
I mean, come on, when you're stepping into a role <laughs> that has such a such a Pedigree. lineage as Jack Ryan, I don't know. <laughs> I think he can pull it off. I think he can pull it off quite well, actually. I, I see no reason why not. I and Kevin Costner, dude. Kevin Costner has been picking freaking awesome roles lately. I don't know if he got himself a new agent or something. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like like he's all right with the fact that he's no longer the hot leading young guy. That he's just, you know, somebody's dad or whatever. He's going to be the best somebody's dad he can be. Yeah, and he's doing a great job. So there's another one later I'm going to talk about too. But but yeah, so it's... uh, I like the roles that he's choosing, and he and from what I've seen of this, I, I watched a crab load of clips too, and the featurette and whatnot. Um, Cosner looks freaking phenomenal in it. I'm not saying he's going to steal I the show, but he looks Jack good. Ryan. But uh, yeah, really. And Chris Pine, I don't mind Chris Pine, but again, I don't mind him. But like we said, he's probably the weakest member of that Star Trek cast. So yeah, I. I don't know. I'll, I, was he the best choice for Jack Ryan for this? No, I'll definitely it, cop up to that for sure. But you it's can one tell of those Channing Tatum and Jeremy Renner declined the role. Yeah, it's it's just one of those. Well, we'll see what he does. But yeah, I'm, I'm not faith. like super hyped to go see it, but I, I'm interested. I, again, this is another one that it's like I'm looking forward to renting this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to definitely be a you have to see this in the theater, but I am looking forward to. To renting this and watching it for sure. What about Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Ascending, I have you seen what the actual plot is about? Yes. Okay. Well, it's uh, the Wachowski brothers. So yes, it's it's one of those. It's a Wachowski movie, <laughs> and pretty much that's just how you have to describe any movie they put out. It's ludicrous. It's insane. It's pretty stupid when you look at it too deeply, but you know it's going to be a visual masterpiece on the screen. And it's got Terry Gilliam. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm one of those guys that loved the Speed Racer movie. <laughs> okay, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I... This is one of those where I am expecting something horrific. But I still want to watch it. <laughs> this is somebody filmed the train crash. And I'm just going to have to watch it. It's just one of those I need to see just how bad this is going to be because there's a small percentage this is going to be awesome. It's so off the wall awesome that it's going to be something that people talk about. I doubt it, but I will have to see. I mean, I just look at what they pulled off with Cloud Atlas and how impossible that movie was to translate to the screen and how they it, – it was such a complex and in so many places a mess of a film, but – as far as the direction was concerned and the actual like presentation on the screen, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you weren't around for the original RoboCop when it first came out? I saw it on cable, yes. but no, not okay. in theaters. I remember I, the impact. I was it around, <laughs> but I wasn't what, going Two years old? <laughs> I can't remember when the original one came out. It was mid-80s or early 80s? Yeah, I want to say around 84, 83. Yeah. So you were still in diapers. Um, Not quite. I remember when it came out. I remember seeing when it came out. And I remember the impact it had at the time. Because, I mean, now 
<laughs> you can't open a DC comic without seeing severed limbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not so much back then kind of thing. And there was some, but I mean, when Robocop came out, like, again, yeah, there had been some other films that were, that were, you know, graphic and all that, but there was something about it. There's this gritty sci-fi that was just visceral, violent, and at the same time had this humor, this quirky humor that made you laugh. And and it was huge. I mean, everybody loved it. So when this was announced, it was one of those, this is just kind of using the name and it's going to be stupid. And that's probably still what it's going to be. But I mean, there's a lot of hope for the director. And um, who's that? Uh, Jose Padilla. Padilla. Um, so there's still kind of the hope that this might be it. it it's going to be one where we who saw it are going to have to really separate it from the original and just kind of watch this for what it is. I am looking forward to seeing it. I am looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing with it. Unfortunately, that's going to be so hard to do to separate it from. the Oh original. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, everybody's complaining about like, Oh, the new look for RoboCop. He doesn't look like RoboCop. Well, I'm glad he doesn't look like the yeah. old RoboCop. You know, you kind of have to update certain things. Like I don't even mind like the black SWAT look. I think in certain, at certain points that does look pretty darn cool. Even I just, I don't know. I, every trailer I've seen just gives me a bad feeling. Yeah. No, oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, again, here's another one. This is often the case with blockbuster movies with me too. It's one of those where I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I, I don't really have the highest hopes for them kind of thing. And uh, and this is right up there. This is I'm, I am looking forward to renting this very much and watching it on a Saturday evening when I really do not want to have to think and just kind of relax and have fun. I'm just hoping that it won't be facepalm after facepalm moment and that'll I, be I, I don't know I kind of had a hard time right at the beginning of the first trailer when they're talking about his fourth degree burns you're ruining it for me already <laughs> it ruined it for me so what about <laughs> uh, like right off the bat I was like ah. Oh. what did you think about the reboot of the planet of the apes I was so ready to hate it I was like it going into it, I was like this is the this looks so stupid. I can't believe it. And then I watched the movie and it was probably one of my favorite movies of that year. <laughs> so what are you thinking about with the dawn of the planet of the apes? I am 100% behind monkey uprising at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the virus, the simian virus. And I, I actually haven't looked too deeply into dawn, but just because I, I know I'm going to see it at this point. So I want to kind of leave as much of it, you know, pure to me as possible going in. And, kind of looks cool i mean again it's gonna be it's an action blockbuster so you really have to just yeah but it's an action blockbuster about a monkey uprising it's caesar caesar's ruling now (laughs) caesar was for was like one of the best movie characters yeah for a long time (laughs) and so yeah this actually looks pretty cool this is this i would actually go to the theaters to see this one i am looking forward to it um, what else we got? Edge of Tomorrow. We talked about this before. Tom Cruise it's a basically cool concept. It's, it's Groundhog Day, sci-fi Groundhog True. Day is all it is. But well, when you look, go back to the source material. It's actually based on a Japanese light novel, which actually has one of the greatest titles ever. All you need is kill, and I wish that could have been the title of the movie. And, and it 
it sort of has like a meta narrative, kind of like a commentary and video game culture, which is really what you see very heavily prevalent in the trailers for the movie. I just don't know if they're quite going to hit the mark that the movie should. They said they took, hey, let's let's do this concept and make it into a big Tom Cruise action thing. Yeah, because did you see Jack Reacher? Unfortunately. Yeah. Man. I, yeah. <laughs> if, if they would have cast somebody else in this, I'd be a little bit more behind it. But even then, it'd be, again, it would still be sci-fi Groundhog Day. But with Tom Cruise, it's like. Tom Cruise needs to stop trying to recapture his 80s action roots. Yeah, that's. He needs Plain to simple. He needs to take some lessons from freaking Kevin Costner. <laughs> you're not a kid anymore. Okay, stop dying out. You're gray. Except that you're somebody's dad now. Listen to the Tom Cruise crazy song. That's you, buddy. Okay. Because <laughs> he's never been the most fantastic actor. Oh, he's been no. in some good roles. But he worked in those cheesy 80s action movies because, well, they were cheesy 80s action movies. <laughs> that same type of screen presence doesn't work today. Yeah. Um, have you watched The Second Hobbit yet? Actually, I haven't because you know it what? came out I at have. Christmas time. I know. And I've been- <laughs> I haven't either. So you don't need to make excuses. I still haven't either. So I uh, we already talked about this, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this. But it was worth obviously mentioning that the third one's coming out towards the tail end this, this year. Whether it's going to be worth watching or not is going to be is a big question because of everything that we heard about what they're doing with it. So it's going to be, yeah, it's obviously going to watch it at some point, but yeah. Everybody I know who did see Desolation of Smaug yes. <laughs> said it was freaking awesome though. So, okay. okay. Um, any other ones you want to toss in there? Uh, well, let's see if we're talking specifically about blockbusters, uh, you forgot interstellar. Oh, I, I have it in my list of other movies towards the tail end of my list. But yeah, okay. no, 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 yep. go ahead, go ahead. Well, just because the name Christopher Nolan is attached, you know, yeah, but it's, we know it's so going to draw a little huge crowd about it. Yeah, but I don't consider that still a blockbuster kind of action blockbuster y kind of. Well, I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that being an action blockbuster y yeah. movie, but it's still going to be a big draw. Yes. And like, I love Christopher Nolan as a director. Like, outside of the last couple Batman movies, he's put out some fantastic oh, stuff. Yeah. And, of course, Inception was, you know, this huge, incredibly, you know, big movie. And, honestly, that's probably one of my least favorite non-Batman Nolan films. So, like, and it's him doing, like, a pure sci-fi film, like, without a lot of the crazier, like, concepts that he's thrown in. Like, this is just pure, like, space travel sci-fi. That has me really interested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The You know what the only thing... That I'm not happy about with this? Say it. You know what I'm going to say. Are you going to say Matthew McConaughey? Damn right I am. <laughs> no. Listen. Come on. Matthew McConaughey is one of those actors who I can't stand in like 75% of his roles. But he has been utterly fantastic in some other films. So like, I just watched him in uh, True Detective, the new series on HBO. And he's great in that. So No. They still should have got somebody else. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, yeah, I. We'll see when this comes out. Okay. But uh, do you also have Monuments Men? Oh, on your list? damn right. But that's not a. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, then I'll let you. Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going, and then we'll tag on. It's and kind of what are you considering a block? Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, 
blockbuster action and adventure yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. So those don't really fit in. But Monuments Men, yeah, we're talking about that in a bit. Um, actually, let's jump to quickly some of the big animated shows that are going to be coming out. This is a big year. Oh, man. How to Train Your Dragon 2. I don't know anybody who didn't like the first one. I was so pleasantly surprised by that first one. Oh, my goodness. Pleasantly surprised. My God, I was blown away. The, the, we've, we've watched it several times. It's like a family favorite in this household. We love the first one. So second one, and it looks like it's going to be just as good, tacking in the mom element as well in there. Oh, oh this looks good. We, we can't wait. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy that all the other studios have finally caught up to Pixar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like there's because it was rough for a few years for a while. Yeah, although there was still some gems in there too. Oh, sure. Throughout. Like Shrek so, was, yeah. you know, well, so much better than you know it should have been. But uh, but yeah, I know that we're seeing insane talent. Um, there's also going to be not really animated, but. A new Muppets movie as well, Most Wanted. The uh, the last one did phenomenal. So a lot of people are actually fairly excited for this. So that's the marketing gonna... alone has been brilliant. <laughs> See again, I grew up with Muppets. We used to watch it when it was oh, on yeah, TV. Absolutely. So this is one of those like I really am looking forward to to seeing this as well. I don't know about Ricky Gervais in it as much as I like him. Yeah, it's a I'm really really. Weird fit, yeah. Because I especially 2014 Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I I don't know, but we'll see. Um, what else we got? We got another Pixar: The Planes, Fire and Rescue. Um, you know what's sad? I still haven't seen Planes yet. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, which is odd because, because normally Planes Pixar wasn't is actually a Pixar movie, and they like subcontracted that out to like a secondary Disney studio. You sure about that? Pretty sure. Okay, obviously I haven't looked into it enough, but uh, but no, we still haven't seen that, which again is odd for us because we tend to keep on top of those, especially the Pixar movies. So I don't know about this one. Um, then of course there's that Big Hero Six again, which really looking forward to that. Um, there's a stop motion, the, uh, the box trolls, hmm. which is very cool because again it's it's something that we don't see enough of you know like we're everything is 3d now to you're the one that had said i believe like do you even remember the last truly animated show that you saw that was drawn <laughs> versus 3d was, uh, was that you who told me, me that or somebody else american it's been a while <laughs> yeah so it's just one of those things so this here is actually it's kind of cool i i i looked at the stuff for it and it looks like it'd be fun you know and and I do like that. There's also, did, did you see the trailers for the Lego movie? That looks so great. Freaking awesome. <laughs> because, I mean, the Lego games have been universally fantastic. So taking that same sense of humor and just making a movie out of it, I'm, yeah. Okay. Freaking awesome. I mean, come I, on, the, when, they, when they took all the cut scenes from Lego Batman 2 and shoved them together and put them on a DVD... It was the best DC movie I've seen yeah. in years. <laughs> yeah, the stuff with Batman in there is just hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. So I cannot wait to see that. There's also uh, Legends of Oz, which they're actually billing as the actual sequel to Wizard of Oz. Which is kind of interesting. 
I'll watch it. But yeah, uh, again, that's that's a pretty yeah. hard thing to measure yourself against. Okay. Uh, I think I nailed them all. Was there any others? Well, we're finally getting a uh, major release of The Wind Rises, the last Miyazaki movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. It, it, it received a very, very limited subtitle only release at the end of 2013, just so it would be eligible for the Oscar. But the actual full theatrical run will be this year. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's just kind of go into the other. Actually, very quickly, uh, just a couple of sports movies that are coming up because I'm a sucker for a good sports show, even a mediocre sports show. <laughs> I mean, give me a decent football movie and I'm there. And that's that's my Sunday afternoon movie to watch kind of thing. Um, there's a couple that are coming out. There's Draft Day that I noticed and Million Dollar Arm that both look, again, a good Sunday movie to watch kind of thing. Draft Day is the one with Kevin Cosner. Um, this is not where he's playing somebody's grandpa, but still. <laughs> he looks like he can really pull this off. Um, except that, of course, he's got to have the hot wife, Jennifer Gardner. But it, it looks good. It looks like it. nothing spectacular. Have to go see it in the theater. But man, it looks like it'd be a fun show to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as the whole sports movies. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for, trailer for uh, Million Dollar Arm? No, actually, I have not. That's freaking cool as hell it's um what's the name the dude from uh it's um ah uh, what's his name john ham okay i know his name <laughs> took me a while but uh it's basically he's uh, an agent and he's a guy from uh, mad men yes the main dude and um he's an agent and he is basically he's not getting any more contracts other guys are going with other people and so he decides to go to india to recruit um cricket players but like really good pitchers and to train them how to play baseball instead and so there's elements of of indian culture and whatnot throughout and him having to deal with the kids that he brings back who win the quote-unquote contest to come over and see if they can be signed as major league baseball players it it looks fairly good actually it looks really good so that's actually a pretty cool concept it is it's uh i'm looking forward to it it'll be again another nice sunday afternoon movie to watch i'm really looking forward to that one so okay let's just look at some of the other ones one of the ones that's actually it's already out but it counts as 2014 (laughs) is her I can't wait to I, see no, this. I think technically that counts as 2013 because it's nominated for Oscars. Did it come out at the tail end? I thought it came out it, as... It must have if it's in the Oscar nominations. Oh, it is at the tail end. Okay, because it's still... Okay, well, we'll have to talk about that on one episode because, man, I cannot wait. I'm not, I'm not going to the theater to watch it, but I'm going to rent the shit out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch this freaking show. Looks amazing. And I saw Scarlett Johansson on um, The Daily Show. She did an interview and she was talking about it. And it was like, man, I so want to see this. Yeah, it does look fantastic. Okay, let's just talk about the obvious one, The, the Monuments Men. I, they had the, a trailer for that on um, when I went to go see uh, that uh, the damn space movie. Uh, can you tell I've been on freaking painkillers and wine all day? <laughs> Man, he's gravity the guy from what's his name? Yeah, with the thing. I, I, I listen. I just got a gravity. When I went to go see Gravity, they had a trailer for the Monuments Man, and so I got to see it huge. And it was like 
trailer finished and I looked at my buddy beside me and was like, I am so going to see this at the theater when it comes out. This looks amazing. Let alone the cast. I mean, Damon and Clooney just work together so freaking well. And then you toss in everybody else and it's Bill like Murray answered his phone. Dude, every <laughs> it's like every time you're looking a new scene during the trailer, it's like, what the hell? Goodman, what the hell? Blanchett, what the hell? Bill Murray, what's going on here? <laughs> this is this looks amazing. And the premise behind it is phenomenal. Just I'm gonna let you talk about it. I'm I'm so freaking Excited for this. Well, yeah, it's such an interesting, actual, true story of the tail end of World War II when the Germans were really making their push across Europe in the in the early years and capturing all of this territory. They were hoarding all of the, the priceless artifacts that, you know, they just moved into mansions and took all the paintings and statues and, you know, Europe, thousands of years of artistic history. And... As they started getting pushed back at the end of the war, they were just burning everything behind them, basically, leaving nothing behind for the Allies. So this is a movie about a squad of, I think they're army, but whatever, military, teaming up with museum. (laughs) Oh, God, I can't even think of the the right term. I'm turning into you. Yeah, curators Curators. and and, uh, art historians to go into these areas that are still currently under German control and seizing the artifacts and saving the history. That is a phenomenal story. Well, the thing that I love too, and see my wife and I collect art. We, we actually, my wife's an artist, but we also have other art that we've bought over the years on our walls. And it's one of those things where a lot of people don't get it. And it's like, how much did you spend on that painting? And, and it was like, you know what? Yeah, we did. And it took us months to pay it off in some cases, as much as a year or more kind of thing, but it was worth it because over the years we've seen different pieces that we thought we can't afford that. We can't, we can't do it. So forget about it. And it haunts us, both of us with different pieces. It's like, I wish we could have that piece. Art touches people in a profound way. Now this is not just art. It's all manner of different things that they're doing about, but it's the art that, that really sells it, at least for, for, for us when we've seen this trailer, my wife and I. And it is an unbelievable history of a people. And to think of everything that we did, in fact, lose during the war is is heartbreaking. So then to see this trailer where you're seeing these, these men who are quite obviously not soldier material... <laughs> <laughs> going out of their way to restore that. And some of the things that they say too about how that, you know, that culture is lost when all that, that art is lost. It's like, it was profound. I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah. This, I really hope this does well yeah. <laughs> because this is a movie. A lot of people need to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Phenomenal. <laughs> Have you seen the trailers for the grand Budapest hotel? That's, it's just one of those films where I look at it and I go, no. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I can't I'm wait. I'm not a big fan of these ensemble movies unless there's something really cool behind them like Monuments Men. This is crazy fun. I cannot wait for this. And it's got everybody in it as well, too. Hey, Bill Murray again. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he read some good scripts. He finally last paid year. a cell phone bill and got it turned back on. Yeah. He but, had like seventy thousand missed calls. <laughs> I I am looking forward to this. I I don't equate it to the cheesy ensemble films of the, you know, seventies and eighties kind of thing. I look at this as being something that it's a fantastic script by the sound of it. And it just looks like everybody came in for a quirky cameo. I, I'm looking forward to this. I so really I, hope I it's understand the appeal. It's just not for me. All right, fine then. Um, what else we got here? Oh, we were just talking about, uh, Cumberbatch. And did you see the stuff for the imitation game? No. This is, he is playing Alan Turing, who helped crack the Enigma code in right. WW2. Okay. And, but more, more attention was paid to his sexuality because he was gay than to this incredible stuff that he did and his intellect and everything. And so this is, uh, yeah, Benedict Cumberpatch is going to be starring in this. Um, Tumblr is going to have a field day. I am really looking forward to this. This is this looks awesome. Yeah, I I did not know about that particular yeah, one. Yeah, very very good, very good. Um another one that I'm very interested in is uh Transcendence. This is uh this is actually the one of the cinematographers for Nolan is the one that's directing this and apparently he had enough of a say in a lot of some of the script stuff kind of thing, not necessarily script, but the filming of some of the different movies with Nolan. Um, who is it? Wally, Wally Fister. And it's the one with Johnny Depp, but it's a, a it's a, the, the quote here is a terminally, terminally ill scientist downloads his mind into a computer. And it's after he's, there was an assassination attempt. So there's not a ton that's known about it, but it looks freaking good. It's got Morgan Freeman it, in it as well. It, uh, I'm like super stoked about seeing this. I'm curious as all hell. Depending on which Johnny Depp we get, I can be really excited. Yeah, but the the way that they're talking about this is like adult Johnny Depp, not crazy Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp. So I, I, yeah, this is, this looks freaking awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. Did you see the trailer for Dom Hemingway? No. It's a Jude Law movie. And um, it's basically, you know, crook who has to get his life together kind of thing. Um, Nothing terribly, terribly original. But at least from the trailer, Jude Law really is pulling it off. Like he really looks like he is going to run with this role. And, uh, And you see the character go through quite a bit during the time. So... I'm yeah. It looks like it'd be looks like it'd be good. Nothing spectacular, but it looks like it'd be good and fun to watch. Okay. Um, actually, I have some few more, but how about I let you take on a couple? Well, I really only have one other film that I was uh, looking forward to, and it it fits so well in with these high class artsy movies. <laughs> the Raid Two, Barandal. Did you see the first one? No. Okay. The first Raid was one of the best pure action films I've ever seen. Like the, the, the plot is paper thin a group of renegade police officers want to take down a crime boss, have to fight their way through the apartment building. It, you could tell uh, 
the directors of Dread were watching The Raid when they came up with their movie. And it's actually an Indonesian movie uh, by uh, director Gareth Evans, who this was like his first big film. And it was brutal. It was bloody. It was violent. But it was freaking awesome from a pure action standpoint. So uh, the sequel, Raid 2, Barandal, uh, premiered actually at Sundance uh, Tuesday night. I wake up Wednesday morning and like all the movie critics and stuff I follow on Twitter were just losing their minds over how ridiculously awesome the movie was. So I – as just if you want a great like martial arts action flick, this is going to be the one this year. Hmm. OK. And you got nothing else? That, that was – well, again, we were looking most anticipated. I didn't know we were running down the entire uh, list. Not the entire but. I wanted to put a lot of stuff in there. Well, it's like you were saying, too. There's only so much we can say about different ones other than we're excited or not and a little yeah. bit of a premise kind of thing. There's just – there's only so much you can do. Um, the only other one really that – and it's to be determined, though it's supposed to be in um, 2014, is there's another Sherlock coming out. But it's going to be a Sherlock with – it's old Sherlock. Damn it. Where did I find that? It's with Ian McKellen, hmm. where he plays an older Sherlock, and and he it, it's going back to one of his older cases, kind of thing. And so I don't have all the details in front of me. I had a page that had the details, and now of course I can't, I can't find it. But it was supposedly 2014, and now I'm not going to be able to find it but anyways How many tabs it, do you have open right now oh dude no actually i'm keeping it down <laughs> i was <laughs> i was having problems with with uh chrome not to completely derail a movie podcast but <laughs> chrome has been crashing my mac and i have exclusively used chrome on well any device that i use but it's been crashing my mac and completely freezing it up and i was fairly certain it was chrome but not 100 percent. but i and it was happening before this but i had for this episode dude i had like over two dozen tabs open <laughs> with every single movie with details about the actors everything and but it was literally within minutes was crashing. So there was one page in there too, but it was doing that even before this has been doing it for a while. So I said, screw that. I can't take a chance of you know, my Mac crashing while we're recording. So I've been just opening it now in Safari, but so I don't have that page, <laughs> but it's supposed to be anyways, this <laughs> year it's supposed to be at some point is to be determined, um, but they're calling for it this year. But it looked interesting because again, we've been having a lot of fun with, Sherlock lately, not just the UK one. We, the wife and I actually started watching uh, Elementary. I don't know. Have you been watching that? I've watched a few episodes and um, it's actually quite good. It's surprisingly good. But I, what's his name? Uh, don't ask me his name. John I Lee tell Miller. You. Johnny Lee Miller. Um, we actually really like him. We, we, you ever watch um, Eli Stone? No. Okay. If you ever want to to rent, borrow, download, whatever. <laughs> a really good series. Download the first season of Eli Stone. Do not get the second season. Dude, definitely don't get it. There were elements that were good, but for some reason it went entirely down a religious path 
instead of what it was doing before. But in terms of what it was that first season, it was a freaking awesome. And he sold it. He was fantastic in it. And he's actually, he speaks with a, an American accent because he plays an American in it. So no English accent. And, uh, and he was just great. So when I was reading about this, it was like, well, we like him and Lucy Liu we love. How can you not like Lucy Liu? Right. She's just freaking awesome. So we started watching. We're not done the first season yet, but we're really, really enjoying it. So anyways, between that and Sherlock, it's like I'm in that Sherlock vibe. <laughs> so it's like. But I'm, we're also re- reaching critical Sherlock mass. No, no, I don't think that's possible. I don't think so. So if this can come out and be like really good, but a different spin on it. Yeah, I'm all for it. It'd be awesome. It's it's so it's just so weird that you know all of these things are popping up, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the whole trademark expiring thing. But they're also pretty universally very good. Like you said, Sherlock Elementary, even the the, the Robert Downey Jr. films had their own particular charm. They weren't great, but they were they were fun movies. So I, I just find it amazing that we're seeing so many different interpretations of Sherlock at the same time, and for the most part, they're all working. The Robert Downey ones were a ton of fun. Yeah. But I mean, the directing in it—that was Guy Ritchie. That was—I love his directing style. Mm-hmm. So it was—it was really good. So yeah, see, I just found it where there uh, something else. So like, if you do a search for it, you'll find it. He's playing Sherlock in a movie. Um, I can't find any details on date though. But anyways, so yeah, so that'll be awesome. So that is going to wrap up the episode this week. Again, it was nothing really formal. Just kind of bounce around between movies that we're excited for or some of the ones that are coming out that are worth talking about. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more next week. We've got a different kind of episode again, something that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's because I've been wanting to talk about some documentaries for a while. It's not something that we've done yet. So this is going to be very cool. We've got four lined up with a fifth. If there's time, I've already watched a few of them. And they are definitely worth talking about. So I'm very much looking forward to that. We are going to be recording next week simply because we are a week late on this one. And that's, it's actually both our faults. <laughs> it's not just me and it's not just you. But uh, make sure to stop by the site at Popcorn Ronan. Leave us some comments. If there's any movies that you'd like us to talk about, leave it in the comments. Let us know and uh, we'll go from there. So with that, we will talk to you guys next week. That's it. I'm hanging up on Fine. Screw you. Is there something else you wanted to talk about? No, something I think that about covers everything. All right, fine then. Bye. movie, TV, and anime reviews, please make sure to stop by popcornronin.com and leave the guys your thoughts in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out their comic book informer podcast and Internet Dragons TV gaming videos. And lastly, thanks to Manelli Jamal for the show's theme music. We encourage everyone to check out his site, manellijamal.com, or find him on iTunes and help support this incredible musician by picking up his CDs. Mm-hmm.